Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to get started. But before we do, I want to make sure you know about something incredible about to happen, which is Sales Girl Summit. This is our very first conference. It's happening on June 12th through the 14th. Now, we've done plenty of in-person like trainings and workshops and kind of larger scale events, but this right here, my loves, this is our conference. And I'm so excited to announce some next level speakers. We're going to announce that in just a couple of weeks. But you know, being a sales girl, it has nothing to do with the item that you sell, the service that you sell, the product that you sell, the off it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with being the girl that people want to buy from, that people want to say yes to before they even know the offer. It's about being the girl that is completely like world-class and has complete ownership over her industry because of how much command she has over her message. I'll tell you what, I'm starting to believe it's not even the person who is really the best at what they do, but it's the person that's best at communicating at what they do, who ends up winning and who ends up being known as the girl to go to for blank, fill in the blank for whatever you do. And, you know, our mission is to really create world-class sales girls that can walk into a room and have in, insane command over their message, over their beliefs, and just be so irresistibly charismatic that people um, are just so drawn to them. And if that sounds like something you desire to become, the Sales Girl Summit is for you. So June 12th through the 14th at the Face Center, I've got a sneaky little hunch that once we announce our speakers, the event is going to sell much quicker um, than what most people are probably anticipating. So um, I cannot recommend enough for you to grab your tickets. I've, I've heard a few people saying that they're going to get their Airbnbs with all their sales girlfriends. And I think that is so incredibly fun, um, but they don't have their tickets yet. So I cannot recommend, like I said, enough to grab your seat. Um, hopefully there's some platinum seats left. There will probably be some VIP and then definitely, definitely general admission. Uh, so we'll link it all in the show notes below. And I cannot wait to see you there. We're going to have so much fun and do our sales girl thing. We have so many surprises for you. Ah! All right, let's go. I'll see you there in June. Enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. This is Loy, and welcome back to the podcast. We've been going through a series on the psychology of winning by Dennis Whiteley. And this week, we're on chapters five and seven. I got my chapters mixed up along the way. I missed a chapter and had to come back catching up to it. I guess it was chapter five. Uh, chapter five is positive self-expectancy, and chapter seven is positive self-direction. I just want you to know that by going through this book again and diving in again and looking at it from a different angle again and studying it a different way, it's just like watching a movie again every time you pick up something new. I've also been working on a, a talk that we have coming up and we'll be playing the video of the death crawl scene and, and the greatest showman. So I've watched those videos, those little clips several times practicing the speech. And every time I see something different and I get just as excited in the same way, with this psychology of winning, same way with scripture, all these things that are worthy of doing and you do them over and over and over it kind of meets you where you are. It just does. And I just heard Macy leave a podcast and it was really good because it talked about 
the importance of investing in yourself and believing that you're worthy of it and believing where you're going because that's what the positive self-expectancy is and the positive self-direction. As a matter of fact, much of this book is really based on the self-image and the robot subconscious that we have in us and how we can let that be our life handicap or our autopilot for winning. Let me say this again. Our subconscious self-image, which actually the self-image which lives in our subconscious, it can either be your life handicap or your autopilot for winning. And the difference between those two is how do you elevate your self-image to put your self-image in a place that you are worthy, that you do have self-esteem, that you have value, that you see yourself belonging where you think you should belong. And I've been trying to work on this myself personally, just trying to pay attention right now. What is my self-image right now? And my wife and I, Linda, talked about this. And so we've been making a game with each other when we get into a situation or a discussion. We'll say, what's your self-image right now? What do you see yourself as? And it's very quite interesting when you do that. I'm also in a, a men's small group, and we're studying the grace message by Dr. Andrew Farley. In chapter 29 in that book is probably the best chapter I've read so far in the book. And it's basically talking about this. He says, does God want us to see the sin in our life? Or does he want us to focus on the grace in our life? The bad or the good? The sin or the grace? What is our image? Are we like full of grace? Are we full of sin? How do we see ourselves? And this is throughout this book of the psychology of women is this self-image. And here it is again, is this positive self-expectancy. He told a story of Lee Trevino. He said, Lee Trevino, now Lee Trevino, by the way, was a golfer that was, when I was younger, he was a good golfer. He was in the Jack Nicklaus Arnold Palmer era, and he was one of the good ones. His image was different in the eyes of the announcers, basically, or the eyes of the people. But he would, he had this great success on the tour. And one of his mental attributes towards that was his expectation of himself, the way he saw himself, where he thought he belonged in the mix. Dennis Whateley says, you know, self, positive self-expectancy is optimism. Believe that you are among the best. And that's what Lee Trevino did. He went to this one tournament and they said, well, you're kind of sick under the weather. Don't you think you should sit this one out or something like that? And he said, no, I expect to win. And I think he may even came in second in that tournament. He did really, really well. In one tournament, he did, he did pretty bad, did a really bad tournament. And his comment was, that's not like me. That's not who I am. And then later he did better in, in the tournament. He said, that's more like it. That's more like me. See, that's positive self-expectancy. Dennis Whaley says you get out of life what you expect, not what you want. And your expectation comes from preparing and planning and then have the mental expectation that you, that you belong there. You have the self-image that that's where you belong. And part of this is living within an environment that helps you with that. And one of the most beautiful things about that is truly the, 
the Guide Culture Academy program and the coaches program, all these people in there is a wonderful bubble of positive self-expectancy. Everyone's encouraging and praising each other and helping each other to believe more in themselves. Uh, Dennis says you can either wake up happy or unhappy. Your self-image and who you see yourself as determines all that. So uh, expecting to win is pure and simple. Enthusiasm, optimism, faith, hope, and expecting to win. The words you're using. He said optimism is like a forest fire. You can smell it from miles away before you even see it. And that's what we mean by positive self-expectancy. See yourself as you belong. Expect to be there. Vision yourself there. And keep checking yourself. What is my self-image right now? Where do I belong? And continue to elevate you yourself in that position. Work on your self-image. That is so important. And it is something that we can drive and work into our subconscious and improve our game from there. Positive self-expectancy. Now, the positive self-direction, he says that by design, the human mechanism is a goal-seeking mechanism. That's what we're designed to do. It's like the racehorse getting let out of the stable. We're designed to pick a target and go for it. And if we will pick that target and we will see the target and we will feel that target emotionally, then we will naturally program ourselves to go to that target. We'll see ourselves as belonging there. We'll program ourselves and we'll head towards the target. I I think about this in my life. I was doing all these things and now that I read this, I'm thinking, how where was this in my life? What was I what was my target? And and as I think about it, I know what my target was and it's still the same today. It has not changed. As far as financial, the target was just get ahead. Get ahead. You want to get in a position so you can feel have a life fulfilled, enjoy your calling, enjoy you know, in, being in the game, competing and doing all these things. And just make sure you're ahead of the alligators. You know, st- stay away from some nasty bills catching up to you or something crazy. At one time, I wasn't prepare, prepared for taxes. I didn't know how you paid taxes when you were earning some extra side hustle. And that gave me a scare. It's like, man, I got to get ahead of this and always look for something to sneak up on you that you're not expecting. So I'm continually trying to stay ahead, spend less than I make, and raise the income to make sure we can cover what we are spending. But it was never, I want to make this kind of money on on this property. I want to do this and this and have these cars. No, it was just stay ahead, stay in the game, you know, be sensible, work hard, sell hard, and continue to save and build and just stay ahead. That was the goal. And that still is the goal. That's the mindset for me. There's no no big desire that I'm trying to accomplish. But that self-direction keeps me in line. That's what it is. Some people have a big desire they want to hit. They want to hit a certain number. And and honestly, now that I look back, if I had tried to go by numbers, I feel like I may have limited myself. Honestly, I never did have a number. I just wanted to stay in the game and stay ahead. Whether that's right or wrong, I don't know. But as I look back, I know that's what it was for me. But he said the human system is goal-seeking by design, and that horse getting out of the stable and going for the goal is what we're designed to do. That's getting us in the game. Same thing my son-in-law Charlie told me. He was working corporate. He wanted to get into the small business world. He said, 
I just want to get in the game. I want to be in the game. And once he got there, he loved the game, the competition, the competing, the goal seeking, the going after things, something that had purpose and meaning. Those are the kind of things we're meant to do, Dennis Waitley says. He said, if you set the goal, you really set it and you obsess over it, you keep it in your mind, it stays forefront in your mind, you will by nature set up a system, a subconscious system to go after that. It may take some hills and valleys, some detours, but you'll eventually correct yourself and get back towards the goal if you keep your mind pointed towards that goal. And he said, much of this is monitoring your self-talk and the environmental feedback that you're getting, uh, adjusting your self-image towards the goals. You hear people talk about you get as far as your thermometer lets you get. Well, that's the self-image. Like, this is where I believe I belong, and this is where I see, and so this is where I am. And that's how you throttle yourself down is your self-image is what's doing that. If you want more, you just set, set the new target, and your self-image will work its way there as you do the work. Uh, but it, he, Dennis also says, but if we're programmed with vague, random thought, that ge- wandering generality thoughts, random, or unrealistic goals, too far out of sight, that we will wander aimlessly and we'll self-destruct. So we want specific goal targets, things that we can hit, and um, in a clear direction, and then just get and start programming yourself to be there. He said that uh, the POWs in the death camps of um, the Vietnam War, he said a lot of them died and some of them lived. And he tried to, this guy, Dr. Frankel, who was out there with him, tried to analyze what's the difference between the guys living and the guys dying out here. He said the guys who lived had a clear purpose. They had something they want to come home and do, or they had someone they want to come home that they loved. They had a clear purpose of why they were there to exist, to survive and get back home. They had a reason for it. And that's what he's talking about with our with our drive towards our goal-seeking mechanism. We need to be headed towards something with a reason, and that's where life becomes fulfilled. And he talks about we all have the potential. The potential to do anything is there. It's all based on that self-image and that belief that we carry. And he said to start with, what do you stand for? What matters? What is your contribution to the world? Not how is the world supposed to contribute to you, but how do you contribute to the world? And that's a wonderful thinking process. What is your contribution? How can you and I contribute? He says, winners respect minutes, and they set lists, and um, they force the goals into their subconscious with unrelenting practice and to see yourself achieving them. That takes us right back to the School of Sales, we have this unrelenting practice. We talk about unrelenting practice and then go out there and achieving it, working on it, and come back practicing more, encouraging each other, staying in the bubble of belief. It's a wonderful way to do it. And I think we're on a great, great track. And I'm excited for all the people in the bubble. And it's, um, it's really, uh, as a matter of fact, all the people who are in the program, the people coming in for in person next week, and the coaches and the staff, I just see such a great group of people that are following these principles, that are doing something with their lives and giving a lot of people a great chance to to do something with their lives. And this is for men 
and women. It's not just a woman's program. We're doing a men's only. We're trying to do a men's only lab so you feel comfortable in the labs. I'm running it, and we're getting some guys to start to follow him. We've got a couple of, three guys actually in the academy this time, and I'm running that academy as well. So we're trying to get a man's experience going. It's a great time for the men to jump into the Guide Culture School of Sales.